This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Islands in the stream, that is what we are. No one in between. Ah. How can we be <laughs> Why do you like this song so much? No, you know what? <laughs> the reason why um, I'm playing it again is because we had it open earlier this morning. This is Dolly Parton with Kenny Rogers doing Islands in the Stream. And we were trying to figure out how we knew the song, and then it turns out it's like, obviously, it was turned into like a monster hit. Do you still have the um, the Ghetto Superstar open there, Bundus, or is it all closed up? Yeah, where they kind of sample. That is what we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Best rapper name of all time. You know what I'm going to go with, one. guys? I'm going to go with the old dirty bastard. How's that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, so reason, the reason why we were playing the Dolly Parton earlier this morning is because Dolly Parton is getting uh, part of the credit for coming up with a coronavirus vaccine, which is kind of insane when you think about, like, here's a woman who's in her 70s. She's this country music legend, and somehow... She is being credited in an article that appeared in the New England Journal of Medicine. Hmm. And if you're wondering how it was, it was because she donated a million dollars to help this vaccine come to be. Wow. Back in like April, she donated a million dollars for coronavirus research. And it was through that donation. Well, obviously they had more than just that but mm-hmm. that was a big donation and it went to the Moderna people who were the ones who came up with the uh, vaccine that was just recently announced that is almost 95% effective in clinical trials. This was like, a, what, three days after the Pfizer results were released where they were claiming 90% effectiveness? Mm-hmm. Either way, you know, having two separate vaccines that in the are, 90s that are in the 90s, that is better than like the Fauci's thought. They were hoping for 70% effective. Oh, were they? Yeah, like 90s, really, really good. Oh, wow. I mean, and, imagine it, they weren't effective. Imagine they were like, back to the drawing board, guys. Well, that would have been a possibility. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. it's, it's, a, it's really astounding that they've been able to come up with this so quick. And thank God they did. Because now it looks like, obviously, you know, these aren't coming to market tomorrow. There's lots of people who are still taking part in in these final studies and these final, like, experiments. Mm -hmm. They've got thousands and thousands of people taking this vaccine. Mm -hmm. But even Trudeau is optimistic that we'll have a vaccine that people can start taking in the spring. Yeah. How that's rolled out. I mean, like, first you want to make sure that all the people that are, like, immunocompromised, whether they're young or old... That they get it first. And the people who are working in the front lines. Front lines people, obviously, are going to want that. But, uh, you know, at least it'll be, even if this summer is a little bit like last, this past summer. Yep. 
And if everything can be taken care of before the fall, I mean, that's what I think everyone wants to see. Yeah, right? exactly. We just got to get through the winter. We got to get through the winter, guys. We got to hang on. Got to be smart. Got to be know? safe. Got to not throw parties for 100 people. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know it's unreasonable to expect people who live alone to just stay alone for the next five, six months. Mm-hmm. But... You know, just be smart about who you're interacting with. Make Pick sure your bubble. Yeah. Pick your bubble. I know they don't really even <laughs> want people to have bubbles, but let's be honest. I mean, Bunnis lives alone. He's got his casual lady friend. I mean, he's going to interact with a few people outside of his household of to maintain some level of sanity. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think you just have to take some personal responsibility and yeah. go like... You know, is this worth it? Like, do I need to see people in my life? And if I do, then the people I'm spending time with, I got to trust. And like, you know, I see my grandmother once a week. You know, she's alone. She's by herself. Now, if I go out and I visit with my friends on a weekend or something like that, I'm I'm going to tell my grandmother, hey, I'm not going to come see you this week. Mm-hmm. And even when I like in. But generally speaking, like as long as I feel healthy and good, I'll go visit her. I'll stay a little further away back from her. Keep her company. Yeah. You know? Do you go visit your grandma once a week? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, see her every week. Where is she? Uh, she's like uh, seven minutes down the road from me. Is she at a home or is she in her house? No, or? she's in her house, but she's by herself. My grandfather's gone, so she's by herself. That's actually where I keep my Corvette because she doesn't drive. Oh. You sure? You sure she doesn't drive? Do you check the mileage <laughs> on your Corvette? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be Woo! hilarious? The grandma's out just like ripping in the Corvette. <laughs> and then she, she's like, oh shit, Bundus is on his way here. I better like park yeah, it. Yeah, better park it, Although bring she, it back. She probably doesn't call you Bundus, right? No. No, is, she doesn't. Is that her last name? Uh, yes, it's her last okay. name. Grandma Bundes. Yeah. Uh, that's really, really sweet of you. So you have a close relationship with her. Yeah. she. I mean, like, she's just got nothing to do, right? So she likes to make me food. Yeah. Um, so it's like once a week I'll go, I'll hang out with her for like, you know. So really you're going grocery shopping at Grandma's house. <laughs> In a way, yeah. She cooks me up something and always makes more than I actually need. And like I have a bunch of stuff to take back home with me. But Aww. then I just like kind of hang out with her for a little bit. And... You're sweet. So how do you do that visit now that it's getting colder? Like I, I would imagine at one point uh, this spring you would have been outside. Yeah, we were you know, when, every, when the mind fuck was at like full on. Mm-hmm. And now... I mean, you still obviously have to take precautions. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, like I kind of like hang, she's got like a enclosed veranda. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'll hang out there and she's like in the doorway. I'll sit on the, on the bench and we're just kind of chatting. Yeah. Okay. You guys it, keep really. your distance. Do you put a mat, you leave a mask on when you're there? Uh, yeah. I usually have my mask like up. So if I have to go in the house to use the washroom or like get closer, then I'll put my mask on. But if I'm standing in the veranda with the door open and like the wind's kind of blowing in. Oh, yeah. Does really. she, is she like one of those grandmas that really wants to see you settle down with a lovely lady sometime soon and have kids and stuff? Is she p- pressuring you for that? All the time. Yeah. When are you going to <laughs> find someone to love? Yes. All the time. What's her All background? Does she, I feel like she has an accent for some reason. She does. Yeah. She's, uh, she's Greek, Macedonian Greek. Like full on Greek accent? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. What does she sound like? What would she sound like? What would she, something she'd say to you about like a girlfriend and why you don't have one that's long term? Uh, it would kind of go something like Christopher, I can and she would start speaking like Macedonian. You, yeah. dir- you know, da da da. When are you gonna find a lady? And then she starts swearing in Macedonian at me. Oh, really? And then like comes oh, so back she- to English. You know, you know the ladies like it when you do this. Why don't you? Ever, why don't you bring? Why don't you bring the Friday night lady friend over here? Let me meet her. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, Bob's not gonna happen. And she starts swearing at me in Macedonian. Really? Yeah. So she's edgy. She's an edgy grandma. Totally. Yeah. That's we're, cute. We're, I always like to argue with her about um, politics. 
Oh, yeah? What side does she sit on? She hates Trump, so I always like to egg the fire. <laughs> Why would you You stoke that? that fire? <laughs> All the time. Are you a Trump supporter? <laughs> no, I'm not really a Trump supporter. I think like he's a, he's a fool, more or less. Yeah. Um, I just think he's wildly entertaining. So You stoke the fire. I stoke the fire. <laughs> From time to time, <laughs> get her fired up. Yeah. Yeah, she probably likes the engagement. It's probably good mental stimulation, too, because it keeps her on her game to like have all the reasons why you're an idiot, and she's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool that you do that. I had my first visit face-to-face with my mom uh, last week. Yeah. I hadn't seen her since uh, February. My mom takes medication for rheumatoid arthritis. I believe that's the medication that makes her immune system basically like non-existent. Oh. So she's, uh, you know, s- severely susceptible to like anything. Oh. Plus she's got like a history of having like bad lungs with bronchitis and stuff. So she's an asthma and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I've just been super paranoid about seeing her. Yeah. But it was her birthday and I'm like, I gotta go. I, you know. And so I went and we had um, lunch on her front steps. Yeah. And I did go in. But I like had two masks on. I was like double mask because oh. I was just helping her with a couple of things and it was getting cold outside. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it sucks, you know, that you have to like take all these precautions. And then I'll see a hundred people having a party in a storage unit and I'll be like, Jesus, like I, you know, we can't have proper visits with our relatives, mm-hmm. our immediate family. And uh, this isn't going to help the situation. It's just going to drag it out that much longer. You know, in Brampton, they have all those like family gatherings that mm-hmm. they're, uh, that people are just, the infection rate's way higher there. It is high there, yeah. I mean, and there's these pockets where people just don't give a single F about <laughs> what's going on. And, no, uh, they don't. And it's just, it's going to drag it out even that much longer. The silver lining of COVID for me is like sometimes I don't have to see family. You know, I know that there's times where I really want to see family and I miss family, but it's it's making us change the way we holiday. Uh, and sometimes that's for the better because I come from a massive family and I don't need to see everybody. Sometimes the, you know, the, I'm the butt of the jokes. What stupid thing is Maura going to say? We're yeah. all going to make fun of her. I'm so sick of that. <laughs> That's stupid. I you know what's so funny is that every time you tell a story of some time of some family member ripping on you, yeah, it's, I, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's always like I want to be at that table enjoying that moment yeah. because we rip on you as much as you know, just as much on the show, just like you rip on me and we rip on Bundus. It's so funny because um, I noticed that with my ex and the the relationship I had built there. That was also becoming a rip-on-me relationship, so I was getting ripped on at work, which is kind of just part of who I am, which is why I think I'm uh, half-decent at being on the radio, because I I have a little bit of a thick skin, and I can laugh when people make fun of me. And then my husband was doing it, and my family's doing it, and it just got fucking tiring. And I think when I met Matt, it was so refreshing, because his family doesn't do that at all. They're almost like, I, I want them to rip on each other a little bit more because I feel like it keeps you grounded. Like if somebody does something stupid, nobody tells anyone. You mm. know what I mean? If somebody like needs a kick in the ass, no one says Have anything. Have you ever caught yourself ripping on them though? Like you, just because of your family history? Because it's what I'm used to? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like, people are like, like holy hey, shit. This gravy sucks. 
Matt's mom. Oh, yeah. Huh, I wouldn't put this in my engine to keep it cool if it was overheating. Well, I don't know. They're no. the kind of family, like when you go to their house, they play uh, what they call uh, smooth jazz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't stand it. Smooth jazz. You know, Is that it's like, like a Kenny G. Oh. It's like shit jazz music. Yeah. No emotions. It's like the crappy stuff you hear at your dentist's office or your doctor's office. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I like about. jazz, but I want to listen no. to like standards or the classic stuff. Yeah. The, the classic. OG. Every time I go there, there's some crappy ass jazz music playing. And I'm like, oh, this is yeah. nice. I, I'll literally say, you ever. Yeah, this is exactly. Yeah, this this kind of music at, at a dinner table. Yes! A hundred percent. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> this is a hundred percent a jam they'd listen to. Your call is important to us. Please stay on the line and we'll be right with you. <laughs> yes! Yes. Thank you for your call today. Mm. Your call is important to us. We'll be right with you. hundred percent. Thank you for the joke. I'll use that one. But usually I'm like, uh, oh, this is, uh, oh, you like uh, saxophone, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever uh, listened to anyone other than this shitty artist? (laughs) But yeah, I like to rip on them for their musical selections. And does it just offend them? Or do they kind of... sometimes dessert too. My mother-in-law's like not a big dessert person. She like thinks that blueberries and a thing of yogurt is dessert. So I'll be like, oh, look, we really... Stretching our diet today with the yogurt and the blueberries. Right out, do yourself. Is that yogurt non-fat? <laughs> yeah, they're not used yeah. to that. It's yeah. like not. It's not uh, normal at the table. Uh, I think a healthy dose of that is okay. But when you're always the butt of the jokes, it becomes annoying. It's funny though. Uh, I can't remember if this was a conversation off air or if this was on a previous podcast, but. Uh, Mora was telling us about an, an example of her family ripping on her, mm-hmm. and then she was uh, she provided an example of how they can't take it when she rips on them. Oh yeah, do you remember this one? This that, that was off the air. That was just a first. Was it off yeah. the air? What is it? I were dying because she was bringing up these examples of her family ripping on her, and they were all funny. And then Mora gave the example of something she said back. That was too much. That was, but then we heard that, and we, and we were like, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. Uh, let me give you an example. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So an example of them ripping on me was I put on 15 to 20 pounds in my first year of first semester of university. Like everyone else, yeah, it's called yeah. the fucking freshman 15 for a reason, hey, you calm assholes. Down, calm down. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. I'm sitting at the dinner to Christmas dinner and I ask for the butter. <laughs> And, and uh, as the butter comes down and it's got to pass through about 20 people yeah. before it gets to me, all that you hear is, Whoa. and then I, I got to ask for the sour cream. And when I ask the sour cream, same thing. But how dare you say that to somebody who just put on 15 pounds and is feeling... That's kind of mean, but it is funny. self-conscious. You know what, though? Uh, Like, my family does that to mm. me, too. And I, as much as I hate it, it's, like, exactly what I need to hear. Because it's only 15, right? It's not 45. You can catch yourself. You can catch yourself in that moment. It's like family keeping yourself in check. Like, you hear about celebrities and and the ones who are most down to earth. It's because they have family members who don't let them get, like, exceedingly arrogant. 
and and right. develop that god complex. Right. Like Justin Timberlake, be like, why are you such a cool guy? And he's like, my mom, my my family. Right. They put me in my place the second I try and step out okay. and be like Superman. So when I try to put my sister in her place, yeah, uh, she was ripping on me, and I said, well. Y- when you threw me a bachelorette party, you just threw a party for yourself. Yeah, that's like really harsh. <laughs> and and uh, she she went wide-eyed. Her husband, my brother-in-law, who I've known since I was three, went wide-eyed. And they were like, Maura, you need to shut up. That was, That is not cool. And I'm like, you did. 50% of the people who came to that bachelorette party were her friends. And let me tell you something. She's 16 years older than me. So it was like all of these older ladies. Yeah, but the ladies, difference is, the difference is, is that like they're just ripping on you because you put on a couple of pounds. You're just like, you're taking your sister <laughs> who did all this work and to organize like a bachelorette party is a lot. And mm-hmm. she got all these people and all these things going. And then you're just like, oh yeah, well that party you spent all that time on organizing for me sucked. <laughs> I didn't mean it sucked. It's just like 50% of the invites were her friends and she's like well that was to pay for all the stuff and i'm like i didn't ask for any of that stuff what was that thing remember we were in i think it was on the dominican trip we were on Uh and there was that person Mm -hmm. like it was just like fun rips going around and then someone just lashed out really i'm trying to remember what it was was on the dominican it was kind of like uh oh yeah I i wouldn't put that in my mouth or something like that and then it was sort of like Oh, yeah? Well, you're fucking bald. Someone said that to you? I forget exactly what it was. Someone said you're fucking bald. But it was just sort of like all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was was like everyone was having like fun, making, teasing each other. And then somebody did not want to be teased at all. Yes. And they couldn't take it. And they brought it back like at a hundred miles an hour right back at me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're scrawny and fucking bald. (laughs) It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I am bald. Yeah. I am bald. That yeah. is true. Yeah. So maybe your family can't take it because you're just cutting too deep. I, maybe I, you got to uh, like scratch back and not stab back. Okay. I know. I hear what you're saying. I guess the oh. bachelorette thing. I mean, not that I didn't have fun. It was fine. I'm just like, yeah. this felt like a party for you, not for me. Because of course the older ladies also got smashed. One of them, all of our friends, like we went into this club and a lot of the ladies, uh, my girlfriends, left their jackets and stuff in the limo. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the ladies got smashed and my sister puts her in the limo and, and gives her a lift home. So now all of my friends, their jackets and everything are gone. Not coming back. Not coming back. Yeah. Not coming back. Yeah. The older ladies were out of control. Okay. Yeah. So you could make a rip saying like, you know, you guys can't party. You're too old. Yeah. You, you can't party. <laughs> my bachelor bachelor party. You guys were all wasted and passed out by ten. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah. but you don't attack your sister for planning a party. Like yeah. that was a gesture she did for you, whether or not it, it lived up to your expectations. <laughs> Sure, right? But that's not yeah. what you attack yeah. her on. You yeah. attack her on, you know, being old and lame or like she gets a new pair yeah. of shoes. Look at those shoes. Or they, did you buy them from the 1980s? Right, like right, whatever, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Not like that engagement party you threw for me was boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nobody had a good time, but just so you know. It's like, ah, that really hurt. You, you dig back hard. Oh, I, do I, have I ever over-digged on you before? No. Okay. I don't think so. Not mm, with me. Mm. 
I mean, I, I can take a joke. I don't really care. Yeah, you've never overdigged on me before either. So yeah. maybe that's we have a good balance there. Yeah, I just I just get upset when people dish on me and they can't take it when I dish it back. <laughs> you you want to know who I feel a little bit bad for? Who's at the receiving end of our uh, some of our digs? It's the Friday night lady friend. A hundred percent. And the I, only reason... I, well, we're not digging at her. No, we're not digging at her, but we make a lot of jokes at Bundes' expense that involve the Friday Night Lady friend, and it's very easy to make fun of a situation that involves a person who you don't even name by name, but they're a real person, and anytime we're like, oh yeah, Bundes rescheduled his Friday Night Lady friend, but you know, <laughs> lo and behold, there's a person there right. who's like... And I know we tease Bundes and kind of... But he's in a relationship with this woman. Yes, she's super cool, too, to like be like, ah, don't worry about it, guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it gets to her, though, after a while when we're, like, belittling their relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, she tries not to listen. Yeah, to And that's I tell smart. her not to listen. And I try to explain to her, like, I mean, you know, like, the Friday Night Lady friend, although she's real, like, she's a characterized version of, like... Yes. Yes. You know? yes. And it did... Her name did stem from the fact that you guys had a regular routine of, of hooking Friday up nights. on Friday nights. And it was casual off the top. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. She was, like, literally a casual Friday night hookup. But it's turning into more, and now I'm feeling bad a little bit about it. Well, you should. You know? Well, like you I, should. Well, you know what? <laughs> you should... <laughs> You yeah. should put your bald head and uh, <laughs> shove it up your ass. <laughs> what? 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 By the way, your ass is skinny as hell and you look like an idiot in those pants. Shame. You've never worn a cool pair of jeans yeah. in your life. And remember that time you invited me on your Shame. boat? I had the worst fucking time ever. Shame. Felt sick. <laughs> so lame. That Shame. dinner you made me gave me diarrhea. Shame. That would be funny, actually, if that were true. Shame. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way too about your Sometimes. Friday night lady friend. I feel like she's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. let me tell you something. I don't want Matt listening to the show. I don't want Matt listening to the show. Period. I don't want any of my family yeah. members to listen to the phone the show. I don't want to I don't want my dad's good friends. Mm-hmm. Like my dad has a good friend, Doug. He's probably listening to this right now. <laughs> Doug. And Turn his it family. Off. Like it's just I don't You know why? <laughs> because I I don't want to run into these people and be like, "Oh, I heard you, uh... You're bald! <laughs> and you shoved your head up your own ass! How the fuck did you do that? I heard, I heard, I heard you uh, had sex with your wife, and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... All that stuff we yeah. talk about. Like, we have yeah. conversations that really feel like they're between mm. just our small group of friends. And then totally. you forget, like... It's like, I don't want... Man, I don't want my stepmom. I don't think my stepmom and dad listen. I don't think my mom listens to the podcast, although she listens to the show... And I don't, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable to think about them listening, but we can't do the show thinking of them listening, otherwise it wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't want my kids to listen to our show a lot of the time. Oh, hell no. I don't think all the stuff we talk about is appropriate for like a 12-year-old. It's not. Uh, not all the time. Sometimes it's fine, but you know, mm-hmm. it's up to my wife who's at home to decide if it's going to be on or if she should change it. Absolutely, Tucker. Um, you know, I was thinking about that conversation we had this morning about George Clooney. And oh, my God. I, this is not a news story, but what's new about it is George Clooney went into much greater detail as to how he gave 14 of his friends $1 million each all together mm-hmm. at a dinner party. Each of them received a suitcase with a million dollars cash, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently weighs only about 20 some odd pounds. 
You think like you see these heist movies and the guys have those like big duffel bags full of cash and they're slung over their shoulders and it looks really heavy. Mm-hmm. But a million dollars, if it's in a hundred dollar bill increments, weighs about like 20 some odd pounds. Anyway, um, it's just such a cool story that George Clooney wanted to thank all his friends who had been with him through his hard times when he was sleeping on their couches and blah, blah, blah. And he had all this money and he wanted to share the wealth and have them have a neat experience. So he gave them all a million dollars cash. He what arranged a guy. to pick it up. He had a van that was disguised as like a flower truck because he was transporting $14 million <laughs> in cash from this like... Uh, secret location in Los Angeles where I guess you can order large ama- amounts of cash. I don't even know why. Like, wh- why would anyone ever need that much money unless they were doing something illegal? Totally. Um, but whatever. <clears throat> but the point whatever. of the story is, is that George Clooney is clearly the best guy ever because that's that must have been such a cool night for him. Because yeah. I, I think if I was rich, I would love to do that. I would love to do that because I know what it's like to be on the other side and be... You know, struggling. By. It Scraping made me think, by. though, like if one of us won the lottery, what that would look like. Because that's the only way we're really going to get that kind of cash, right? If we win like 75 million. What if this show becomes the number one show in yeah, the world? Yeah, 75 million? Well, I guess Howard Stern probably makes that kind of money or close to it. There you go. But uh, yeah, like if you have 75, like if I won the lottery and I won $75 million, I don't know if I'd give a million dollars to each person like that's close with me. And where does it stop, right? Yeah, oh, you got your family? You I got feel your like friends? I have too many friends. I think I would secretly do things for certain friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't do it. Like, I, you know, I have friends who certainly make way more money than other friends. Mm-hmm. So the friends that are struggling a little more, maybe I'd slide in there and I'd pay off their mortgage. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, don't tell anyone. Right. And maybe, uh, like, if I decided I was going to leave the show because I wanted to go traveling or something... Maybe, and I was going to, uh, that was going to disrupt your life and Bundus's life. Maybe I'd try and find some way to, you know, do something nice for you. Bundus, isolate that moment yeah. and save it forever. I'm time. not telling you what I would do. <laughs> like Bundus, I, if I had 75 million, I could pay off his mortgage without even worrying about it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something like that. You, more, I don't know what I would do. Boob job. I get you a set of tits. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll take the mortgage any day yeah. over that. <laughs> boob job. Maura, I've decided to get you a boob job. Yeah, imagine. You're welcome. Or that yeah. like 1980s convertible LeBaron that, that'll cost <gasps> oh, you 500 bucks. $500. I wouldn't buy, I, actually that would be cool as if I bought you your own drop top, but mm. it would be like some sick ass car, oh. like a Mercedes or a... a 1960s Parisian. Oh, you want like vintage? It yeah, has to be vintage. So I'd yeah. have to find you like an old uh, vet or something that was a drop top. Old or, Snoop Dogg kind of... Wheels on hydraulics. Uh, Old Mustang, maybe, <laughs> like a 60s era Mustang. But I'm too sensible uh, when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I'd want you to pay, da- pay down my mortgage before I got a car. So just if you're going to get rich, just yeah, get keep cash, that in mind. Get cash. <laughs> I'd want you to pay my mortgage down, if possible. Yeah. You know? I'd feel bad, because if I won $75 million, I, there's no way I'd want to keep working. I get it. Don't feel bad. I mean, life is short, right? Like, I get not it. Not that I, you know, we have, like, one of the greatest jobs you could have. Yes. Uh, but I would want to go sailing around the world. Go sailing. Go, yeah. Go sailing. I, I mean, get it. It's going to suck for Bundus and I. If I, I, you know, I'd want to do like the full-on entourage experience. Like, I'd want to buy the sickest pad somewhere in Malibu and like have all my close friends come down, 
And like, and like move in with you? Move in with me, but like the house was big enough where it was like everybody had their own kind of wing. Like you didn't really yeah. have to interact unless you wanted to. Mm. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun to do that. But it, you don't have kids and a wife. My, my yeah. wife and kids would not. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe my kids would be on board if, you know. It Malibu? Was, yeah, I'd be on board. Well, they, do, they wouldn't want to change schools. You know, uh, if, they, think... if they if they stayed in school, I would have to stay in my area really? at least until uh, the last one finishes high school. Yeah, if I win the lottery, I'd have to buy like just a cooler house. In they my wouldn't want to go to school in Malibu. <clears throat> no, one of the coolest things that. Um... Well, would you want to be pulled away from all your friends? I, I know you didn't have a lot of friends in high school, but <laughs> shots fired because you were a loser. What? Hey, take that from a bald guy. Oh. <laughs> My dad was a university prof, and he used to travel all around and teach semesters abroad. And that was one of the things my sister and my brother, my eldest sister and brother, experienced that I didn't get so much of a taste of. But they went to school one year in Berkeley, California, Mm -hmm. um, Milan, uh, Switzerland. I got to go to school for a year, a semester in uh, Scotland. And just what it gave them, like what I see now, and just the photos and the experiences... Yeah, it was tough, but it's also awesome to be the new guy at school every wow. single year. Don't get me wrong. If I won the lottery, I'd probably pull them out right away and we'd do like an epic, uh, well, during COVID, maybe. COVID, you might as well. <laughs> well, I'd get on a boat, probably. I'd buy a kick-ass boat. I'd hire someone to like do all the hard work. I'd mm-hmm. hire a cook for the boat because it'd be big enough that they'd have a place to sleep too. Sure. And I'd bring uh, someone to homeschool my kids. But yeah. I don't think that would be the long-term goal. I think, you know, their their idea would be to want to be with their friends again back in yeah, school. There's no better learning than to be, <clears throat> like, out and on the road, I think. And to go to school in different places. When I was at school in Scotland, I came back a better student, and I came back with my mind blown because I realized for the first time that the world is a really big place, and it doesn't really matter what people think of you, that cool guy or that cool girl in school that maybe talks down to you. What they think doesn't matter at all. See, she had no friends. She had no friends. (laughs) They're so insignificant. The world is a huge place, and those people are so insignificant. And what a great thing to teach people. When I was in high school, I wouldn't have wanted to leave. To go, like, travel the world for five years? I wouldn't. I would have wanted to stay with my friends. Bundes, I'm sure it'd be the same with you. Yeah, I I was, like, ride or die with my friends. We did everything together. We were inseparable. Uh, you know, like if we were going to go on a trip, it was, we were doing it together kind of thing. Uh, I can't imagine leaving that behind. I, although I do know what you're saying, Maura, and I love traveling now that I'm an adult and I got out of high school. But when you're in high school, like all you know is those four walls. That's and what your world. Inside there. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah, but how great to blow those walls down and show yeah, you that the world is a much bigger place. I don't than think, that. I, I wouldn't trade that though. Like what I had in my university experience. And sure, you could travel around and get a, a, and don't get me wrong, we'd still travel like crazy through the summer. Mm hmm. Um, my brother and sister were attractive too. Like I think when uh, my brother would start at a new school, he enjoyed the attention oh, of being sure. the new guy. Yeah, like, I, that drove me crazy whenever like the new guy would show up at school and oh, all yeah. the girls are whispering, "Oh, oh you see this? the new guy?" It's like, "Yo, mm. um, who's that? What guy? about me?" Comes yeah. in on his motorcycle or his nice car, exactly. parks it there. And he did his last year of high school in California, and he was like skipping school, surfing every day. You know, that's pretty cool. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. No problem making friends. You guys wouldn't have problems making friends. Oh, I had lots of problems making friends in high school. You did? Yeah. It's different for uh, for some guys. I got in yeah. lots of fights. My first couple years of high school, all I did was get in fights with guys older than me. 
I don't know why they just didn't like the way I looked or the way I You're carried too myself. Too good looking. Too, You're too good, good looking. And those douchey shirts. Yeah, those douchey shirts. <laughs> I wore a uniform to school. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. Somehow you made it douchey. Hey, How many nice buttons? V-neck, man. <laughs> I can see your belly button. And now I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, you know what I used to do? Um, this was like around that time, like flared jeans were kind of popular. So I would cut my suit pants for my uniform so that they would have like a little bit of flair. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why I got in fights. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, hilarious. Uh, that's pretty funny. Islands in the stream. Well, that is what we are. back to Dolly. The person who is in part someone we're going to like need to really thank if that Moderna vaccine ends up being the one that saves everybody yeah. from this very annoying and at times very deadly pandemic. So. Mm-hmm. Imagine like we erected Dolly Parton statue or something. We might as well. Well, I mean, you got like, if you go to London, Ontario, you got Banting. The insulin guy. Mm-hmm. They got like a statue with a flame, an eternal flame that's burning. Yeah. Might as well do a Dolly one. Because he uh, spent some time in London. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe Dolly Parton, although she didn't invent the virus, she gave a million dollars. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. And don't forget to check out our radio show Monday to Friday, 5.30 till 9. If you're not in the listening area, you can check it out on the Radio Player Canada app. See ya. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.